0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Had a whole bunch of people send me this story involving Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey is a guy who's got a show where he talks about financial health, financial health. So what Dr. Ruth was to relationships, uh, Dave Ramsey would be to uh, you and, and how you spend your money or save your money. So he's very, very well known. Uh, but right now he's being sued for $150 million by former listeners. And a whole bunch of people sent me this story. It's from mywabashvalley.com. Kate Newsom wrote it, uh, W-H-N-T. Dave Ramsey, the finance guru, radio host, who offered millions of people advice for managing their debts, is now being sued for $150 million by some of those same listeners. As reported first by Religion News, former fans of Ramsey's are suing him and his company along with a marketing firm, saying they were defrauded by a company called Timeshare Exit Team, who Ramsey had often endorsed. And Religion News, I suspect, is covering the story because there's an element of religion to Dave Ramsey's messages. And um, he actually has some connections with some churches in here also. We'll talk about that. Seventeen plaintiffs filed a class action lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for Western Washington in April saying they were scammed out of millions of dollars by following Ramsey's advice, a man who frequently spoke about his hatred for timeshare companies. And so there's a few pet peeves that Dave Ramsey is often going on about. One of them is what ripoffs timeshares are. Another is how people lose track of their personal debt. And I've listened to the guy before because, you know, you're buzzing around the radio dial and you're out in the middle of nowhere you pick up a signal, so you listen for a little while. So I've, I've heard the guy, and I've heard him telling people about, you know, what damage uh, interest on credit cards can do to your finances. And so typical story is somebody would call up and go, um, I'm having a hard time getting by. And so he'll say, well, how much do you make? How much do you gross? You know, how much do you bring home? All that stuff. And then he'll say, okay, what are your expenses? House payment, rent, what do you got there? House, car, what do you got and, and he goes through all this stuff. And then finally, okay, credit cards. Okay, how much do you owe in credit card debt? And people will say things like, oh, I've got you know, $48,000 in credit card debt. And what are the interest rates? Oh, they're quite high. And then you realize that, that the real problem oftentimes with people is that they are optimistic. They think I'm going to do really well next year so I can buy this and I can buy that and I can make payments on these things. And then, oh, I just got to buy that with a credit card. But next thing you know, they got all these credit card debts and the interest is something that people underestimate so they wind up with this crushing credit card debt and so one of his mantras is that you've got to avoid getting in that trap and if you do make that your priority where you militantly pay down your credit cards and then stop using them or if you use one use it sparingly for emergencies but don't have 15 credit cards that are all maxed out and start playing the game where you open up a new credit card to transfer the balance over, that's going to get you. And I've I've heard him explain this to people. And when he's explaining that, I'm like, yeah, amen, brother. I I hear you on that. But the timeshare companies, uh, it's something he often complains about. He tells people, gee, it's not a good investment. You shouldn't do that. So apparently there's a company out there called Timeshare Exit Team, And they were advertisers who said, we can help you get out of your timeshare. And um, even um, John Oliver has done an entire piece on timeshares. Because not only is there a whole timeshare industry, which is often premised on their ability to get you into a room and pressure you into buying one. But there's an entire industry built up out there whose only goal is to help you get out of a timeshare. And so that shows you how many people want to get out of timeshares, that companies can exist to do nothing but try to get you out of them. So former Ramsey listeners said they were not aware that he had a relationship with timeshare exit team, and they allege that he was being paid to promote timeshare exit team between 2015 and 2021, and that he was promoting the group that promised listeners a way out of their timeshare burdens. They allege that he was being paid $30 million to help promote this timeshare exit team. And of course, if he was, that's something people ought to know. So I should mention, if you're a longtime viewer of my channel, you know there are exactly two companies that I've endorsed in the last year. Where I've actually come on here and said, at the end of the video, I'm going to have a commercial for something. Don't want to watch it. Just tune out. But when you get there, if you want to find out what I'm talking about, hang in there. And I've, I've, two, two. And both times I disclosed, not only that I was being paid, but how I was being paid. Because one of them paid me a commission. And I said that. I said, everyone that sells, I get a slice. That's a commission. <laughs> I may have actually said a slice. And the other one actually just paid me to promote the product. But in both instances, I also said that I've tried the products and I like the product. And so if I came out here right now and said, I am here just spitballing with you, this widget, best widget on earth. I encourage you to buy this. I urge you to buy this. This widget will change your life. If I did that and did not disclose that, oh, by the way, they're paying me, that'd be a problem. And by the way, you have to know something, I'm going to tell you, that when I post a video onto YouTube, they ask me, is there any paid promotion within the video, yes or no? And so 99 days out of 100, or actually more, I check the box, no, no, no. I got to remember to check it, yes, once in a while when I do the ad for somebody. But it's something that you've got to disclose. The Federal Trade Commission actually has rules on this and says that people who are in the social media sphere, okay, um, are supposed to disclose when they have a connection to a product. And so there's a famous family out in California who are famous for basically doing nothing but posting on social media. And occasionally they go, oh, by the way, you know, I got to tell you something right now. I got one of these and it's the best one I've ever owned. You should check them out. Well, did did they disclose that there's a paid connection there? Because if they didn't, they're violating the Federal Trade Commission rules. And so once in a while you hear about social media people getting in trouble for not disclosing the connection that they have with somebody they're promoting. So the allegation here is that Dave Ramsey was paid a lot of money to say, by the way, timeshare exit team does great work and they can help you out of your timeshare. And... Again, if that was not disclosed, it would be a problem. If he disclosed it and said, by the way, I'm a a paid spokesperson. And some people, and again, once in a while I've got to say something that will be obvious to many people, but not to everybody, is when you watch something on TV and there's somebody standing there going, hey, do you have nervous elbow syndrome? Okay, well, if you have nervous elbow syndrome, you're probably taking drugs for that, which cause you to have restless ankle syndrome syndrome. We've now got a drug for restless ankle syndrome. And uh, I, I think you should talk to your doctor about it. If it's somebody famous, at the bottom will say paid endorsement. Paid endorsement. They're disclosing that it is a paid endorsement. And so the rules suggest that we want consumers to know these things. And as a consumer protection attorney, I can tell you that one of the things that would eliminate so many problems in the consumer field is proper disclosure, where the consumer goes into a transaction knowing why they're going in and what they're going to get when they get there. So the allegation is that Ramsey has gained the trust of millions of followers through his long-running radio show, conferences, and Financial Peace University, a faith-based personal finance program taught in churches around the country, wrote Religion News. His expertise, the complaint says, should have made him aware that timeshare exit team was not to be trusted. Now, you might ask yourself, wait a second, Steve, if timeshare exit team could actually do what they were promising, then what's the problem? Well, that's the other allegation. Clients were allegedly charged $5,000 each by timeshare exit team in order to cut ties with their timeshares. Some clients were charged up to $72,000. The promise was they would get their money back once they were free from their timeshare grip. In total, the lawsuit claims the firm collected about $200 million from clients. So, Ramsey, the timeshare exit team, and Happy Hour Media Group, a marketing firm with connections to one of the founders of timeshare exit team, are accused of violating the Washington Consumer Protection Act. The lawsuit alleges that they're guilty of defrauding customers, committing negligent misrepresentation, unjust enrichment, and conspiracy. And again, you're going to say, but Steve, Timeshare Exit Team, what about them? Oh, they went out of business last year. They went out of business last year. So there are 17 unnamed plaintiffs in the lawsuit. So I'm assuming that they've got you know, one person named and 16 others, and then there are other people out there we believe in the class seeking class certification, but they're seeking damages in excess of $150 million. So again, I don't know. These are all allegations, but the lawsuit's been filed. But the question really is, was Dave Ramsey being paid by timeshare exit team or somebody to promote timeshare exit team And did he properly disclose that? Because I don't listen to his show often enough to know whether he did or not. It's been about two or three years uh, since the last time I actually heard him on the radio. So I have no idea about that. But it's an interesting question nonetheless. So we'll see. uh, And I will follow this and watch how it progresses. Like I said, John Oliver did a piece on that. uh, Timeshares and the timeshare exit idea. But um, the fact, again, that there's an entire industry based on trying to get you out of your timeshare should be an indication that you don't want to get into a timeshare. And for those who don't know, a timeshare is a concept where somebody will say, buy a condominium on the beach in Hawaii, and it costs a lot of money. So what they do instead then is they say, okay, I'm going to sell it as a timeshare. So if you buy into this idea, you get to stay at the timeshare for one week. So going to cost you some money, but you get to spend a week in Hawaii and you don't have to pay for a hotel room. So obviously you can do that for 52 different people if each person gets a week. And then what you do is you buy a bunch of these. You buy one in Florida. You buy one in Nova Scotia. You, you, you buy one in Singapore. And, and you say... Uh, your timeshare gets you one week per year in any one of these units. The tricky part, of course, is that everyone wants to go to Hawaii in the wintertime. Going there in the summertime is not as popular. And Nova Scotia in the wintertime? Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's snowy. But do you really want to go there in the wintertime when you go to Hawaii? So there's often a problem with who gets what where and scheduling these things. And so one of the knocks on the timeshare industry in general is that you go to a sales meeting and they show you all the locations that they've got in their system. They go, we've got 75 of these units around the world and you can have a week in one per year for this price or two weeks for this price. And so you buy in. And so then you call them up and go, I'd like to schedule my week. They go, what do you want? You go, I want Hawaii, uh, first week of December. Already taken. Okay, I want the second week. Already taken. Third week, already taken. How about this? You tell me what's available. Uh, next week is available. Um, May of next year is available. And you go, okay, screw it. Um, I need to go someplace the first week of December. What do you got? Nova Scotia. (laughs) No, I'm not picking on Nova Scotia. It's just that if you are in the Midwest and you want to get away for the wintertime, you don't think about heading north or northeast for that matter. So timeshares themselves are problematic. Uh, I've never met anybody who bought into one who enjoyed it, but I've only talked to a few people about them. So, They're also famous for their high-pressure tactics. They're the ones who famously will say, if you will come watch a presentation of ours and sit through the whole thing, at the end, we'll give you a free three-day cruise. Free three-day cruise. Very good friend of mine, the only person I know in recent years who's bought into a timeshare, told me one day, he goes, Steve, I'm going to get that free cruise. I go, dude, you're buying a timeshare. He goes, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. He goes, I'm too smart. I'm too strong-willed. They cannot get me to buy a timeshare against my will. A week later, I said, how'd it go? He goes, I bought a timeshare. So why'd you do that? And he goes, it turns out they're actually a pretty good deal. But he got his cruise. And I have not talked to him lately <laughs> to find out how that timeshare worked out. <laughs> but I suspect it did not work out well. And the timeshare issue is not that you don't just buy it one-time fee. You buy into it as a recurring thing. And they tell you it's almost like owning real estate. But it's not. It's not. So keep that in mind. But I also have to tell you, and and if you've stuck with us this long, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But my channel's got almost 400,000 subscribers. And so that means that a lot of people have found me, a lot of people have subscribed to my work. And I appreciate that very, very much. And I know how special that is to have that happen, how lucky I am to have that happen. But I got to tell you that once you start getting a couple hundred thousand subscribers, you start getting contacted by everybody. And I get literally every single day, I get emails from people who say, Steve, I understand your channel's got a lot of viewers, and we've got a product that we want you to endorse. And I look at what they're pitching me and ask myself, is that something that I would even consider endorsing? And if it is, I write them back and say, I will consider it if you let me try it first. So I've mentioned before the Rock Rooster shoes. I've got six pairs of them now. Uh, I love those shoes. And so I endorsed them. Uh, Factor, the food service. I mentioned that I tried their stuff for a week and I liked it. And I liked it. I have, however, had people send me stuff that I looked at and go, I can't endorse this. This is junk. This is not good. It doesn't do what you promised. And... There are people out there who apparently will endorse anything. Because I've seen people who are endorsing all the things I'm getting offers for. And I'm looking at it going, oh, okay. So they make this offer to 50 or 100 YouTubers. And I don't know how many people take them up on it. I'm one of the people who doesn't, apparently. But I've also seen a few. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Established titles. Established titles. Uh, and it was a deal where they said that they bought a piece of land, I think in Scotland, and if you send them some money, they'll sell you like a one-inch square and a certificate, and now that you are a landowner in Scotland, you can call yourself uh, a a lady uh, or a, a lord, and that's not how it works, but they were advertising this, and they approached a lot of people on YouTube, including me, and they said, if you'll promote this, you know, we'll compensate you. And I looked at it and go, that's not, that's, that's not how that works. That's a scam. So I just said no. And shortly after I got that message, apparently that was when they were hammering out the new campaign because I saw that pop up on all kinds of channels out there. And then a guy posted a video about how the established title's Lord or Lady is a scam. And after he posted that, a whole bunch of the people who promoted it backed away from it. And said, oops, sorry we were involved in that. Hadn't thought this one through. And sadly, a couple of my favorite YouTubers who promoted it didn't ever address the issue that they were involved in promoting a scam. And so that's one of my biggest fears. One of my biggest fears is someone's going to contact me and say, hey, Steve, we got this thing. It's great. Look at that. It's great. Look at that. And then I say, hmm. And I examine it. I go, yeah, I think this is great. And then I promote it and find out, oops, oops, that thing you're promoting was a scam. So that's the allegation here with respect to these people who hired the timeshare exit team is that Dave Ramsey, they say, promoted it. And they thought they could trust him because he's dispensing advice. And they're saying that he had not properly disclosed his relationship with that advertiser Because if they had known that, they may have behaved differently. And finally, I have to mention, I'm wearing a t-shirt out of Wyoming. And I shot a video right prior to this one where the story is in Wyoming. And these shirts are on a rack behind the camera. There's about 100 shirts there. And the shirts are hanging inside out because I don't want the little bumps up here. And so I never know what the shirt I'm going to be wearing today is until I pull it off the hanger and turn it inside out. Right side in. <laughs> and so I wore the shirt, whatever shirt I wore for the Wyoming video, hung it up, get prepared to shoot this video, pull the shirt off the hook, flip it inside out, and boom, Wyoming. So I almost had a confluence of the shirt and story by random. But it didn't happen. <laughs> so there you go. Questions your comments, put them below those. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. You will never know when you reach your destination in this journey of your life. So live each moment with enthusiasm and be an inspiration to others.